what's going on what's going on good people passing the markets here with another episode of on your mark listen man excited to come to you today have some good stuff that i want to share with you as we are continuing in uh, talking about forgiveness man making sure that we put ourselves in a position to receive all that god has for us because we're not holding on to animosity we're not holding on to resentment we're not holding on to grudges we're letting all of that stuff go because we are too sure and too secure in what christ has done for us we are too busy about the business of doing what god has called us to so we don't have time for all that other stuff man so i really want to dive into this um I really appreciate you guys joining in with the podcast, and uh, for certain, if you haven't started out with us as we began the the first podcast, man, there was a, a couple of podcasts we did to really lay some foundation uh, about forgiveness and why it's so important, and I really, really, really want to encourage you to go back, listen to those, because I think that's going to give you the foundation to stand on. Listen, to tell somebody, man, just forgive, let it go, don't worry about it, move on, uh, that doesn't hold a whole lot of weight. But to tell them, listen, the reason you should forgive is because of what Christ has done for you. The reason you can let that go is because of what Christ did for us in letting our transgressions grow and pulling us back into the fold, pulling us back in. When we start to really stop and think about what he's done for us. And then and then he says, the reason I did that for you is that you might live. Then we realize that the things that other people do, the transgressions against us, the things that they do towards us become distractions to try to prevent us and pull us away from God's will. So we say, uh-uh, I saw that trick. I see what you did there, enemy. I see what you're trying to do to run me off the spot, to, to move me away from the promises of God. I'm not going to allow it. I'm going to stay focused on what God has called us to do. So I really want to encourage you to go back and listen to those because I think it'll give you the the real the real the, the real solid footing uh, to stand on as we go forward to do this because uh, we're talking about some practical things that we can do to make sure that we stay focused on God and make sure that we're able to forgive and we're able to move forward into the things that He's called us to uh, and to be able to put those practical things in in place we need to know the principles behind what's been done for us so we can actually do that. So uh, definitely want to encourage you to go back and do that. Then we did a, a podcast called Turn the Other Cheek. Uh, I'm all out of cheeks, man. I'm sick of letting things go. I'm all out of cheeks. I've turned, I've turned. No, I want things to be done. We talked about how um, turning the other cheek is is not a sense of being run over. It's not being a doormat. No, 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 no. It's a lifestyle of living where we teach and train ourselves to live unoffended so that First off, we don't even get offended by everything. Like there are certain things that does not require that there are certain things that simply don't rise to the level of requiring our energy, our effort, our attention. So in order to be focused on the things of God, we have to learn to turn, move on. Don't insist, don't always insist on our rights. Well, that wasn't right. No, no, no. You know what? That's not even big enough for me to worry about. I'm living an unoffended life because I'm too focused on the things that Christ has for us. I'm laying down. Yes, I actually technically have a right to protest. I have a right to be frustrated and angry. I have a right, but but I'm, I'm laying down my rights because this is not even worth my time. This is not worth my effort. My efforts are better served in other areas doing what Christ has called me to do. And here's what's really cool about that. When we lay down our rights, that's when we pick up the rights of Christ. When we lay down insisting on we get what what we deserve we get what's coming to us and when we stop doing that then we actually get to receive 
what Christ has de designed and designated for us. And, uh, and it's, so, it's so powerful. So definitely go back and listen to that one. Turn uh, the other cheek if you haven't. Uh, then we did a podcast called, uh, but yeah, I, I, I know I'm supposed to forgive, but I'm still mad. And we talked about this powerful fact that anger is not who we are. It's how we feel. Anger is not who we are. It's how we feel. And we have to be careful that we don't allow anger to affect our decision to forgive. It's two different things. Anger, the feeling, yes. Uh, forgiveness, the decision, yes. Both can be there. We can still be frustrated, uh, but then still make the decision to forgive. And, and, and then once we make the decision to forgive, we can actually process our anger and, and start to look at how to grow in God and the things that God has laid out for us. So we laid out some really uh, practical tools and tips uh, to help us do that in that podcast. Certainly want to commend that one to you as well. Today, I wanted to spend just a couple of minutes talking about this because I think it's really, really important. It's something that we need to make sure that uh, that we dive into and that we are aware of because Oftentimes, when people do things towards us, when they when they do something and, and uh, to hurt us, to harm us, to lie on us, to talk about us, uh, whatever the case may be, man, th there is a lasting impact. There is a lasting impression uh, upon us. It causes some hurt and some pain, and 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 I want to deal with that today. It's like, yeah, I know I'm supposed to forgive, but. But, but what about what about when I'm still hurting? What, what about when I still feel that pain? What about when that 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 pain and, and the, the residual effect uh, of what somebody's did it did to me is still there? How do I how do I forgive when I'm dealing with that? And again, I want to I want to really share with us this very, very powerful fact. Um, forgiving somebody and and being hurt. Th those are two separate occasions. Yes, I am hurting. And yes, I need to make a decision to forgive. And oftentimes, frankly, it's only when we make the decision to forgive that we can then start to deal with the hurt and with the pain and with everything that we are dealing with and going through. I want to I want to share something that's kind of interesting, but I think it relates to this. A lot of times we hear about court cases or somebody bringing a lawsuit or, or somebody didn't pay a bill or whatever the case. And and uh, somebody will say, well, yeah, it's not even worth I'm not even going to take them to court. I'm not going to sue. Uh, I'm not going to seek legal uh, action. Like, but wait, no, you have every right. They owe you money. No, you have every right. They scratched your car or you have every right to take them to court because they didn't pay that bill. And, and the person says, yeah, I know I have every right to do that. The only problem is if I spend my energy, if I spend my effort, if I spend my time trying to extract justice, trying to get back what they owe me, it will actually cost me more time. It'll actually cost me more energy. It'll actually cost me more effort than what I'll actually get back in return. And, and the thing I need to share with you about this whole idea of forgiveness is, yeah, man, we, we're going to have to absorb that debt. If somebody has transgressed us, if somebody has mistreated us, if somebody has done something to us, to forgive them is to say, yeah, I, I'm going to absorb that. Like every time I see them, it, 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 I, I think about what they did or every time their name come up, it it pains me all over again because I'm I'm remembering uh, what's being done. So, yeah, we're, we're going to have to deal with that pain uh, that 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 person caused. And, and sometimes that can be really difficult and I think the first thing, again, that we need to do is to draw that line between pain and forgiveness. Again, it's two separate things. If if we're waiting until we don't feel pain, if we're waiting until the pain is over before we forgive, we may never reach that point to actually forgive somebody. And frankly, 
frankly, the unforgiveness will make it virtually impossible for us uh, to, to stop hurting and get to the point to where we can forgive. So, <clears throat> excuse me, we have to forgive first. We have to forgive first, and then we can focus all our energy and effort into healing, just like that court case. Uh, the fact that I am dropping the case, the fact that I am not going to pursue legal recourse, the fact that I am not coming at you, I'm not serving you paper, whatever the case may be. Now, once I make the decision to do that, now I, I, now I, can, I can move on with repairing what's been done as a result of their actions. Now I can move on with my energy and my efforts being directed into the place where I can now grow and be what I'm supposed to be. So, so he, he, here's another one of the, here's, here's one of the main reasons why, why this can be uh, so difficult to do uh, to, or to actually move on with, with healing. If we're hold, still holding a grudge, when you hold on to, to unforgiveness and hurt, it, it actually hinders your life. It, it actually, again, the court case, if I'm busy preparing a court case, if I'm paying a lawyer, if I'm going to court every day, as we're going through this trial, then, then what I'm not doing is moving forward with my life. What I'm not doing is going ahead to be uh, and do all the things that I need to be and do. And I want to be very careful here because obviously there are going to be times where you you may need to seek uh, legal recourse and you may need to go through those proceedings. That, that's not the point I'm making. I'm, I'm really speaking more from a spiritual standpoint where we have to learn um, that that oftentimes forgiveness means, yeah, they, they were wrong and that hurt me. But but for me and for for my position and for my going after what God has called me to go after and for me walking into the place God has called me to walk into, I have to let that go, even though it hurt. And I have to focus my energy and efforts on the things God has called me to, because focusing on that is actually going to hinder me. So we, we got to be careful with that, man. Um, and, and I got to say this, too, because I, and I don't want to be very careful here. Uh, but I do need to say this. We have to make sure that we're not the people who have been hurt that actually enjoys the sympathy behind being hurt. You, you'll have sometimes where where, you know, oh, I can't believe they did that. I can't believe they said that. I can't believe that person uh, did that thing. And that attention becomes like an aphrodisiac, man, that 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 attention becomes so soothing and comforting that sometimes we would rather stay hurt because of the attention it gets us than to get healed and move forward to, to what God is calling us. So we have to be careful about that, too. I, I got to be honest with you, because I've actually seen that. I've seen where somebody or people just actually don't want to get up out of the pit because they like the attention that they get while they're in the pit. And I'm like, no, man, there's there's so much more life to be lived. And even if nobody ever knows what has been done to me or what has caused me this pain, if I'm able to grow and be what God has called me to be, then forget sympathy, forget somebody knowing what's been done, forget me getting a group of people to all be angry and mad at the offending party when I would much rather get that same group of people to lift me up, to, to pray for me, to help me reach the place where God has called me to be. So, so we got to be super, super um, careful that we don't fall into the category of, nah, man, I, I, I want to stay hurting. I want to stay mad. I want to stay angry because people are going to come to my aid and they're going to be like, yeah, they were wrong and they shouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah, they were wrong. They shouldn't have done that. But that's not going to stop or slow me down from moving forward to what I need to be. So we, we, we got to be careful about that, man. We got to be careful. Here's the other thing. I heard Will Smith say this and and I believe it. 
I believe it to be true, you know, obviously with the, the current situation aside and, and the things that happened with him and Chris Rock at, at the Oscars, uh, he mentioned this uh, a lot sooner. The, the reason I think this is so true is not because he said it, but because I, I believe it to be a, a biblical principle. One of the things he said that really stood out to me, he said, so, somebody who has offended you or who has done something to you, it's their fault. Like they were wrong. Like they made a mistake. They made the mistake. They did the thing that was improper and incorrect. But just because it's their fault doesn't alleviate us from the responsibility of picking ourselves up and moving forward. I, I got to be really, really careful here, but I want to be very, very clear. It can be their fault, but that does not alleviate your responsibility. If somebody did something that caused some lasting trauma in your life, yes, it's their fault. But but you can't wait for them to pick you up and apologize and take you to counseling and, and get you therapy and help you get back. No, you got to take that responsibility. It would be great. It would be nice. It would be fantastic if they came and said, I recognize that what I did was so bad and so wrong and so hurtful. And as a result, I want to pay for your therapy. That would be fantastic. But I'm going to tell you, if you waiting on that to happen, you may be waiting a long time and that will likely never, ever happen. And, and what I need us to understand is for us to move forward with the things that God has called us to. We have to take responsibility for our life. I'm not it's not it's not letting that other person off the hook. God will deal with them. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Yes, they made the mistake. Yes, it's their fault that I'm in this position. Yes, it's their fault that my name is smeared. All of that may be true, but it doesn't alleviate me from the responsibility of saying, you know what? picking myself up. I'm getting back going. I'm moving forward. I'm going to, to counseling if I need to. I'm, and, and let's be frank, we all need counseling. I'm, I'm getting in my counseling. I'm getting in my therapy. I'm doing what I need. I'm taking the responsibility for myself. Part of that responsibility can oftentimes be not putting myself in a situation for somebody to do some of those things. There, sometimes we, we put ourselves in position. We get in relationships where God has told us not to get into. We we sign papers where God's like, no, not a good idea. We go places where God is saying, no, not a good idea. And we end up getting hurt by the actions of others. Now, it's still their fault, but we have to take some responsibility and say, I'm going to pick myself up. I'm going to repair myself. If somebody, if I have a cut on my leg and I didn't put it there, it was because of the actions of somebody else. I still need to take responsibility to care for that wound. I need to put uh, Benadine on it. I need to put peroxide on it. I need to put alcohol. I need to make sure I get stitches if I need them. I need to bandage it. I need to change those bandages. I need to make sure the wound is clean and in a position where it can heal properly. I have to take responsibility for healing myself. Even when I wasn't the, the reason that I'm hurting. So we got to be very careful about that. We need to, to understand that even when it wasn't our fault, even when it was their fault, it is still our responsibility on how we respond. So important. So I, I, I want to dive into this. I, I want to talk about this and then we're going to give you a couple of things that you can do to kind of help. Hurt, hurt is real, right? It's real. Uh, it's real. And, and forgiveness is absorbing the debt. It is having to deal with the fact that somebody else did something that caused us pain, but we still got to make sure that we have that 
that, that we take responsibility. And, and every time you see that person, you get upset and all that. And that when, when you see that person, that's kind of that extracting payment and things of that nature. But we have to be in a position where we say, I, I get it. As difficult as it is, I'm still going to be responsible for healing myself, for taking on that. Again, I, I take you back to the to the idea of the court of law. Sometimes, sometimes, and particularly when we talk about the spiritual idea of forgiveness, it's just not worth your energy and your effort to try and extract justice. We're just not good at it. We're not good enough at it. And God has alleviated us. He's relieved us from having to try to do so. He said, listen, I will take care of that. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. What I need you to do is take that same energy, take that same effort and move forward to do all that I've called you to do. So how, how do we do that? Man, I, I, I know I need to forgive, but I'm still angry. I know that I need to forgive, but I'm out of cheeks. I know I'm, I, I need to forgive, but I'm hurting. I'm still hurt by what was done. What do we do when we're still hurting? Here's the thing. Again, we take responsibility for our healing, and here's how we go about doing that. Let's refocus. Let's take some time and refocus. Let's refocus on God's plan. Let's refocus on God's promise, and let's refocus on God's provision. Let's talk about it for, for just a, a quick second. Refocusing on God's plan shows us something. He didn't change his mind because of what somebody did, right? God didn't change his mind because of what somebody else did to slow us down, to harm us, to hurt us, to inflict pain. God has not changed his mind about his plan. So when we refocus on his plan, we can now take some of that same energy that, you know, it, it's kind of interesting. Uh, there's a, there's a movie, Major Pain. It's, it's old movies, kind of funny. Uh, but in that movie, uh, uh, when it opened up, there was a guy who was having an issue with his leg. Ah, my leg, my leg. He was screaming about his leg. Major pain, uh, played by Damon, Damon Wayans, came up to the guy and, and, and in an effort to help uh, stop him from focusing on the pain in his leg, he grabbed his finger and he snapped his finger, broke his finger. Then the guy was like, ah, my finger, my finger. And, and it's supposed to be this this kind of funny, uh, hilarious thought of, well, you, you're not worried about the leg anymore. And, and it it's kind of funny, but it also is true in this sense. If you are so focused on something, then it amplifies the feeling of that thing. If you are so focused on the hurt and the pain that somebody calls you, it amplifies that anger. It amplifies that frustration. It amplifies that hurt. So what if instead we say, no, 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 no. I'm going to change my focus. What is it that God said? What is it that, where is it that God is leading me? What's the plan that he has for me? What, what are the plans that God has laid out over my life? That's where I'm going to focus. Now, all of a sudden, when I, when I change my focus, I'm not dealing with that same hurt and that same pain. I change my focus. And then I, I refocus on his promises. I refocus on his promises because God's promises are yes and amen. His promises are so potent and powerful that nothing anybody does can stop those promises from taking place in my life except me. God will not override and overrule my, my free will. He will not override and overrule my decisions. He'll do everything he can to put me in place to go down the right path, to, to bump me. He'll put bumpers up to bump me back on target. He'll allow things to happen to redirect me back to his plan and his purpose because of his promises, but he will not force me. So the only thing that will stop me from what God has for me is me. 
So when I refocus on his plan and I refocus on his promises, I lose focus on the pain. I lose focus on the hurt and I don't allow that to keep me from what God has for me. So I refocus on his plan. I refocus on his promise and watch this. I refocus on his provisions. In other words, God is able. He can still provide. It doesn't matter if the thing that was done to me cost me five years. God can restore that and put me in a place just like it didn't cost me any time. He can leapfrog me to where I would have been had the situation not taken. I, you don't lose time with God. God is above time. Any setback is just a setup for your comeback. Any holdback is just putting you in a position to prepare. So when you get to where God has for you to be, you don't lose that thing. So when we focus on his provisions, we recognize he has it in his hands. He's able to do it. He's able to provide. He can get me there despite anything and anyone else. So when I focus on that, I lose focus on the pain. I lose focus on the hurt. The Bible in, in Psalms 34, 18 says this, and this is something we can hold on to when we're dealing with that hurt and pain. It says the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. That's a promise that no matter what is going on, no matter how hurt I feel, no matter what I'm dealing with, the more that I'm dealing with, the more that hurt and pain seems to be grasping and pressing me down means God is just that close to me. He is closer to me. He is close to the brokenhearted. I can't believe they said that. I can't believe they did that. I can't believe my parent walked out. My, my father left. I can't believe my mom wasn't there. I can't believe my brother, my sister did that. I can't believe the boss on the job. I, oh, I can't. It's just, it's so hurtful. And what God is saying is yes, but I'm here. I am close to you. I am close to the brokenhearted and I need you to forgive. Let that go. And take that same intense focus, intense desire. Take that same intensity that you have on focusing on what was done and refocus it on my plan for you. Because I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper you. Plans to give you a future and a hope. Not plans to harm you. Plans to prosper you. I know my promises. I promise that I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you always. I know what I've promised you. I know the provision. I hold the world in the palm of my hand. I have the cattle. I own the cattle on a thousand hills. I have treasures in heaven that you know not of. I am able to provide everything that you need. Make that your focus. Make that your plan. When we do that, man, I'm telling you, it changes how we approach things. And now we can stop focusing on what was done and we can start focusing on God and who he is and what he plans to do for us so that we can move forward. Listen, I'm telling you, he won't let what's been done to us stop us. He won't let what's been done hold us back. His promises, his his ability is so wide, so strong, so big, so grand that he will make sure that we're able to do everything he's called us to do. And we unlock that ability from God in our life through our forgiveness. When we forgive, we release. Not When we forgive, we don't just release the other person. When we forgive, we release ourselves to refocus on God's plans, God's promises, and God's provision in our life. And we will prevail devil and all of his minions and his armies in hell cannot stop us from prevailing when God is on our side. And when we forgive, when we let it go, God puts his hand in the small of our back 
and pushes us forward through any and everything that will uh, that will try to oppose us and he gets us to that blessed spot that blessed place that place of blessings and prosperity that he has always intended for us to happen and it starts when we change our focus from what's been done to us and change our focus to God who he is his plan his promise his provisions in our lives. When we do that, I'm telling you, we'll see the hand of God in our life like never before. It's okay if you're still hurt. It's okay if you still feel some type of way. Separate that from the actual act of forgiveness. Forgive and then refocus and let God bless you real, real good. Listen, man, I pray something was said today that will be a blessing to you, uh, something that will give you some insight and some actual activity, some things um, that you can actually do to, to start walking in uh, the forgiveness of God, because as we forgive others, we actually walk more in to the forgiveness that God has laid upon us so that we can do and walk into all that he has for us. Pray that something was said that will be a blessing to you. Remember, like, share, subscribe to the podcast. Share it with a friend. Let somebody know who is uh, who, who may really benefit from this. Tell them uh, that, that it will be a blessing to them. Uh, share it with them so that we can all grow and be better. And man, I can't wait till next time uh, we get together so that we can get on our mark together to be all and do all the Lord has called us to do. I love you. I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you. If we can do anything for you, don't hesitate to let, let us know. Oh, until next time, uh, we'll see you again real soon on, on your own.